Coming up in this episode, we'll be talking about long-distance riding. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas, and of course, any random thoughts that pop into our head. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. You know, riding the long, lonesome highway or back road aren't always the smoothest. Hitting the occasional pothole or rut can take its toll on your ride. Whether it has two wheels or it's a four-wheel ATV, keep Heartland Honda in Springdale in mind. They can service and repair your on-road or off-road vehicle. And when it's time for something new or pre-owned, Heartland Honda in Springdale can fix you up. Check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call, 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda. Work hard, play hard. One of the greatest times to ride in the Ozarks is springtime. The thing is, more folks are out riding and driving, and that means more opportunities for accidents. They may be taking pictures of the foliage with their phones or just texting and not watching out for you. Be sure to put Brad Bradshaw's number in your phone, 417-333-3333. Brad's a physician, surgeon, and a lawyer. So after the show, check him out online at bradbradshaw.com. Remember, save his number, 417-333-3333. Well, we're back once again with Randy Lewis from Bike Works in Urbana, Missouri. I don't would you ride in today? I rode a CB750 Cafe Racer I built for a kid. It's slick. I like it. Sounds insane. You suck. (laughs) I suck gasoline. All right, man. All right. Just get off me. All right. It's a monkey on your back. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's it's a rad little ride. Um, just kind of shaking it down again. Um, just It is sharp looking. Thank you. Thank you. I love that old style. Yeah. I definitely do. So on this episode, we're going to talk about uh, long distance riding. Now, just to be clear, for the purpose of this conversation, a long distance ride is? 20 miles, 30 miles. Going up to the convenience <laughs> store and back. How about maybe go let's say anything cone. that you're not going to be back the same day. I'm down. So if you that. have to take more than a day, a two day ride yeah. is a long distance ride. But really, in my mind, anything that's uh, a week long ride or two weeks. Man, if I could do a long distance ride, I would never go back. <laughs> I tell you what, I've done. I've I'd done just a be lot. This is up. in my wheelhouse, and I've done a lot of. I've been back and forth and back and forth so many times. It's almost God. Where can I go that I haven't been? But for me, I always stay off the freeways as much as possible. Sometimes you can't avoid it. Yeah. But I love taking the back roads, the less traveled, even though it's going to take a lot longer. You know, people always ask me, how many miles do you do in a day? Well, for me, 450, 500 miles. I know a lot of people, that's not very long of a day. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm not out there on the interstate. Oh, yeah. 75 miles an hour all day long. I'm on the back roads where you're doing 40, 45, 50 miles at best. Yeah. I mean, it'd be easy to clock eight, 900 miles, even a thousand miles, I guess, in a day. If what you're doing is jumping on I-70 and 
cooking ass out west of yeah. Denver. You or know you see I mean? something you want to stop and take a look at, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that to me is the, that's the leisure part of writing. And that's where I'm at in my life now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So two day ride, three day ride, week ride, yeah. you know, two weeks ride, whatever, you know. Of course, you're going to have your bike all prepped. But um, mm-hmm. I'm of the school of thought that uh, less is best. Yeah, I mean. As far as packing for a ride. Now, I'm not going to try to sit here and tell people how to get ready to pack for a ride. You pack the way you damn well please. (laughs) Take what you want. But for me, just keep turning those underwear inside out and right side out. You can get a couple of things. You can wear underwear twice. Yeah. Flip it around. (laughs) You're not going to a fashion show. Well, I've seen you wear those thongs, so I don't know if you could flip it around and turn it inside out. I don't know if that's going to help you much. (laughs) Yeah. But I I usually take uh, three pairs of drawers, three pairs of socks, and two pairs of pants. Yeah. And I wear pants uh, twice because yeah, well, I'm not the, I don't camp anymore when I go ride. I go to a motel and I don't go to fancy motels. They're no good for riders. Yeah. Cockroach in. And I don't go to, the. I won't go to a motel six. Sue me. <laughs> I have been to motel six. So I usually stay at like a, a budget motel, like a, a, a Ramada or a super eight. If it's clean, I have turned around and walked out of a super eight. Yeah. But typically they're pretty nice. And, See, I'm on the other end of but the spectrum. But they've all got laundry facilities. Yeah. So you can just, you know, do something while you're there at night. I always like going to those ones where you got to pay by the hour. That's what I like. Yeah. I feel right at home. What I'm doing carpeting. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Shag carpeting and velvet pictures. Yeah. I, I, I breathe better in a smoke-filled room. It's <laughs> just plain and simple. <laughs> There's something inherently wrong with you. You understand that. Oh, shoot, man. Everybody's been telling me that my whole life. So where would you like to ride to? All things being equal, and the wife said, you know what? We've got babysitter for the kids for a week. Let's oh, just shit. go. Money's not the object. And by the way, money speaking, I only spend about 120 bucks, 130 bucks a day. I actually budget when I go on long trips, I budget $200 per day. Yeah. I don't spend it, but, but I have that out. on reserve in case something happens. You get a blown tire or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's always wise had, to but, make sure that you're able to do more than what you have to do yeah and there's always going to be something that comes up but where would you go man if you're talking about taking the wife um you have to okay you're married yeah now my situation is different she loves it when i get the hell out of town (laughs) well see here's the thing i'd like to ride an enduro up through canada is what i'd like to do I'd like to go up through That's the mountains. That's something I've never done is yeah. I'd like to go to and do the uh, the Alaskan Highway all the way to Alaska on one of the Honda Africa Twins. Yes, sir. Dude, that would be my... Maybe we can let Heartland Honda loan us a couple of African Twins for a, an Alaska ride. Yeah, dude. I don't think that's going to happen. Ah, I doubt what's it. the worst they can say? <laughs> Get out. No, I mean, so if it's just me, that's where I'm doing. I want to go. I want to do some adventure type stuff, like some bullshit backwoods. Let's go get lost and make this thing a little bit sketchy. So back to what you asked me, where I would go right now in the forefront of my mind. Um, we'll say in the Continental 48. Yeah. I want to ride out west um, and meet up with Pacific Coast Highway in San Francisco. And I want to ride the coast all the way up to Seattle. That's what I want to do. And then come back. Through. It's a beautiful ride. Yeah. The Redwoods, Wine Valley, you know, all that shit. I want to see that. It's really nice. One of my favorite places to ride is the Southwest. Really? I like the desert. I like things. Because your old like, ass can finally breathe? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I like Grand Canyon. 
Yeah. The prettiest yeah. ride I have ever been on in my entire life. And I'm, it sounds, uh, you know, like I'm shooting myself in the foot being a big Ozark rides fan. And uh, because I'm not taken away from that, but truth be told, the prettiest ride period in the country is Beartooth Pass. Nothing comes close to it. Nothing. Yeah. And I've never in my life heard anybody say different once they've taken it. That's correct. But you go up to Red Lodge, Montana and go south and takes it down into towards um, Yellowstone. Mm. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. I still dream about it, and I've been on it several times. Definitely bucket list ride. Oh, definitely bucket it's, list. If you ha- if you're dying and you can only take have the one ride, to go one <laughs> ride, make it that one. Yeah, yeah. They'd, I've heard so many stories about people having to be in like t-shirts going up the mountain. By the time they're at their top, they're in snow gear because it's raining and snowing and sleeting. And then on the way back down on the next side, they're back down in t-shirt and jeans. Right. Like in that, in my You want to do this ride in the middle of summer when it's wicked hot down below (laughs) because up on the top, it's it's not going to be wicked hot. (laughs) It's going to be nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, dude. I definitely like that. But talking about, you know, switchbacks, Mm -hmm. you know, high elevations, another one for high elevations. It's uh, I've done once that I don't think I would care to do again, not because it wasn't a beautiful ride. It was Mount Evans in Colorado, which is the highest paved road in, I guess, well, in North America. Is it North America? Yeah. Wow. I I think that's that's right for certain in in the United States. Yeah, I didn't realize that. But it's hard to breathe up there. Mm, I bet. There's a ride or a road, rather, that I've taken my entire life. When I was a kid, we lived in Colorado. We kind of skipped back and forth. So you're familiar with Mount Evans? A little bit, yeah. Have you been up it? I have, actually. Yep. Not on a motorcycle, but I have been up it. So anyway, as a kid, I remember going up. It's 32 Highway. I believe it's 32 Highway. um, Trail Ridge Pass out of Denver. Over, basically, it's the Continental Divide, Estes Park area. Um, That road from Denver up there is killer. I mean, it is just sick in my mind. Is that the road that, uh, I don't remember the name of it, where you come out of Estes Park and go through the Rocky Mountain National Park yes. and you're heading in a, in a westerly direction? Yep. Yep. You would go over the pass and on the other side of the pass, you can go like it'd take That's you a fantastic like, ride. Yeah. So that in my mind, I'm just like, flick, yeah. But, um, and I, I think it's 32 and maybe 32 is actual Trail Ridge, but I cannot freaking remember the name of the highway, but it's out of Denver. You go through Black Hawk and Frazier and all that. And what it is, is, when I was a kid, I remember being like two lane or smaller, no guardrails. Like it was legit, like sketched out to ride or to drive on. Um, now, since then, the reason why I really like it now is everything has been expanded. The roads are wider. There's passing lanes going up and, um, you know, there's runaway rails and shit like that and guardrails and all that. So you could probably get on a motorcycle and absolutely rip ass up it. Um, but the reason why I like it is there's so many tunnels there's so many switchbacks and you start getting to the top of this. And I mean, it's, it's cut back, cut back, cut back. You get to the top and you know, you're there. Um, there's pull offs and then you come back down the other side with just as much great joy. But I mean, there's literally five mile an hour corners on the thing where some, I've seen some semi trucks almost have to do a two point turn or a three point turn to get really? around this thing. Yeah. So it's just, in my opinion, just... There's some places on, uh, you mentioned it earlier, the Million Dollar Highway in Colorado that are like that. Yeah, exactly. Like that to me is just... I've seen semis go up and I, what the hell <laughs> do they think they're doing? Yep. How are they going to get through this? 
just very carefully. I guess. They take up both lanes as they go around, I guess. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean that that to me would be a ride that I would like to do. I love my wife, but like to do by myself. One of the rides that I have never been able to accomplish and I have tried multiple times because my daughter and, and her family, they live up in Washington State. Okay. Uh, Eastern Washington. Mm. And I go ride my bike out there from time to time to go visit them. And uh, is the going to the Sun Highway, Glacier National Park. Yeah. Every single time that I have made the attempt to make that ride, it's been closed for construction. <laughs> Jesus Christ, United States government, get your <laughs> act in gear. Yeah. That thing has been under construction for years. Yeah, it has. Years and years. I mean, you can ride it, I guess, but it's like down to one lane in certain areas and it would Garbage. take you 10 times longer to ride the ride because you'll sit there at park, you know, waiting for the other lane to come through for over an hour or two. And Who then wants to do that? You go five miles down the road and there you got to stop and do it again. It's like the Sitting Bull Monument. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One time. Yeah. Never again. Yeah, dude. That's a disgrace in my opinion. The worst part about long distance riding, I'm just going to throw this out there, Kansas. <laughs> you can't go anywhere from, from here and not have to go through a Kansas state. <laughs> no, anywhere you want to go, you got to go through Shit, Kansas yeah. unless you're going down south or up north. Kansas. It sucks. <laughs> or riding motorcycles. I'm sure it's a perfectly nice state, but. Yeah, and then you, you get through Kansas and you go through the stockyards area, yeah. the feedlots. Mm-hmm. You can't get away from it. Oh, no. The whole state's a feedlot. You got to like cows. And <laughs> I mean like one. them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is, I guess there's some cool stuff to see there by like maybe at 100 miles an hour. Uh, and then once you break like the Colorado state line, you start seeing all the pronghorn and crap like that. All those antelope or whatnot mm-hmm. out there running around on the flats. But until you get to Denver, like. Colorado is just as shitty as Kansas. <laughs> it is. And a lot bit. of people don't think that. Yeah. They think, oh, I'm in Colorado now. Yeah. You hit and Burlington and woo, it's high Rocky times here. Yeah. I mean, Canada, no. Colorado sucks just as bad until you get to the midpoint. Yeah. It's, it's literally like a, until you, you're about, I think a hundred, 150 miles out, maybe. Yeah. I could be wrong. Maybe it's 60 miles. You start seeing the mountains in the background, like on the horizon. And then you get to Denver and it's, it's mountains. Right. So when I'm traveling on my bike for a long distance, I never take the freeway unless I, well, Kansas is the exception. Yeah. Because frankly, as fast you, you got to, there's no way to get through Kansas, but fast. Yeah. And you want to haul the mail through yeah. there. And I mean, honestly, even the side roads, hell, you're still running. You can still, oh yeah. Cause it's straight. Yeah. Straight and flat. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'll go just down like through Dodge Earth. city down the lower road yeah. over to Colorado and then it's just straight and flat. But a couple of things that you want to keep in mind, um, you know, this sounds like a stupid little thing to mention, but it won't be stupid if you don't do it. But bathroom breaks? No. <laughs> Just go, man. Just go. Yeah, the wind will dry you out. Yeah. Um, what is that stuff? Uh, nasal spray. Oh, yeah? If you start riding in the uh, drier climates, deserty uh, climates, never and you don't have that. nasal spray just to I moisten it up. I guess that's something that You're going to be in age. pain. Yeah. And I don't wear a full face helmet to save yeah. my life. Yeah, well, it usually. doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Huh, never thought about that. I would have never yeah. guessed Just that. Just a little pro tip there. You know, my redheaded ass is always like, you know, my wife rather actually is like, you need to take sunscreen. You need to take sunscreen. You know, it's something you don't think about being windburnt. You're going to get windburnt. 
or summer, yeah. whichever one it might be, it's going to happen. Well, for me in my age, uh, I've gotten to where comfort is more important. Yeah. So I wear t-shirts, but I wear long sleeve t-shirts. Yeah. Light colored, like Damn. white or something like that. Why do I want to fuss with a sunburn? Well, and that's the difference between actually doing some long distance rides and dudes that think that they're going to do a long distance right. ride. Look at out there in their cut off sleeves and their vest. Granted, that's what bikers used to do. And that's the reason why they look like worn out leather now. So if you don't mind that, rip it. Yeah. But uh, if you do want to be comfortable and you do understand the idea that you're going to be in the sun, in the Midwest or out on the West or wherever it might be for a sustained amount of time, you know, just be covered up. You're be not covered be up that because I tell you what, there's, uh, you'll be thankful if you versus going out and having the ride the next day, oh, like a lobster baked. Yeah, dude. And that night, you're not going to be happy. Yeah, I've done it. Especially like you go no helmet out West in some States, you know, rip that thing off. I'm a bald guy. Yeah, you are. Just, the top of my head gets cooked. <laughs> that's just crazy. I mean, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. You want to put something on it. Yeah, whether it be a hat or a do-rag, which I don't do, um, or sunscreen. But, you know, just be comfortable, be smart. I've seen because, you with that daisy handkerchief. Oh, yeah, dude. Around your head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, be comfortable. If you're going to be out there for two weeks, who wants to be miserable the entire two weeks because you exactly. are too cool to, you know, put good riding gear or long sleeves on? Or... The, the too cool thing is for young people. Yeah. And I I don't mean to, to, to bash young people, but it has been my experience that they're the ones that are more concerned about looking cool. Yeah. <laughs> the experienced riders, the older riders, the ones that have been there and done that, realize they don't give a rat's ass what you think. Yeah. How they look. They're going to be comfortable. They're going to be, uh, yeah. keep going down the road with a smile on their face and not be all scorched up. Right. You know, they didn't get on their motorcycle to ride to impress you. Exactly. I guarantee you that. The other thing is, I said, pack light because you can mm -hmm. always do laundry on the road. Most hotels have that. Don't stay at expensive motels because believe it or not, you are far less welcome at an expensive high-end motel on a bike. <laughs> then you are at a mid-range motel. Right. They have no concept. They have no accommodations for you. Mm -hmm. It has never, ever worked out. Plus, it just costs you a lot more. I don't spend more than 100 bucks a night. Right. Because, geez, I'm out riding. All I want to have is a clean toilet, a fresh shower, and a bed with no bugs in it. Yeah. Because that's all I'm going to do is I'm going to lay down, go to sleep, get cleaned up, get up, and gone. Right, right, exactly. I mean, I don't, I don't get the premise behind. Well, I spent two hundred dollars on my hotel last night. Well, yeah. you're, you just wi announced that you're an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> they've got Wi-Fi that I was too tired to use. Every motel pool. has a Motel Six has Wi-Fi. <laughs> right, right. That kills me on TV. Free Wi-Fi. There's no such thing as mom and pop motels have free yes. Wi-Fi. Shit, everybody's got that. Um, you don't even need free Wi-Fi. You got your phone continental breakfasts, things like that. It's like, yeah. you know, whatever. Another thing that you want to think about doing is making a list of uh, repair shops. Yeah. Yeah. It seems trivial or kind of just a nerdy or whatever, but you're, you're on your trip. You're going to know about where you're at, about what days you're going to be in each town or whatever. Um, something that's a great idea, especially if, you know, you're doing a legit long trip, you know, Find some repair shops or motorcycle shops or whatever relatively close to the areas where you're going to be going through, have an idea or have a list of them, you know, even if it's a hundred of them, because you're going to pass that many, um, 
So at any point in time on your trip, if something were to happen, you're not just like, well, shit, now what do I do? You're well, going to have a little bit of a leg up and no. Exactly. Just to give you an idea of how extremely anal retentive that I am, my trip planning process, which I personally enjoy almost as much as the trip, <laughs> what is going for 60 to 30 days out, meaning I'm planning way ahead. Mm-hmm. In the back of my mind now, I'm planning for another trip. I may not get to make it, but I'm planning for it. And what I'll do is I use a GPS on a long trip. And there's several reasons I use a GPS. One, typically when I take a long trip, I try to take some new roads that I don't know about. I don't want to stop, pull out the map, look around, and I want to be able to route myself through some back roads. Two, I will plug into that GPS every single motorcycle shop along that route. So if I'm down, all I have to do is hit a couple of, you know, buttons Mm-hmm. And I can tell where the next motorcycle repair shop is. Secondly, the reason I use a GPS is I use XM. Not only do I have the music that I want to listen to or whatever, the entertainment in my ears. There have been many a time that I have been riding through Colorado, of all places, <laughs> that I have the weather on my GPS. If there's a weather warning, oh, it'll pop wise. up. I mean, I've, I've been riding along just enjoying the day, listening to music, and all of a sudden the GPS pops up and says, you know, severe thunderstorm warning ahead, and then it'll overlay the map of the of the clouds and the, the thunderstorm no heading. Joke. So I can see, you know, I thought, well, crap. Do I want to keep going or do I want to seek shelter for this one? That's not a bad idea right there. Uh, it's, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Now, I don't use a GPS riding around the Ozarks because I already know right. what's what. Right. And I, I, I knock them. I do. I knock GPS I knock phone holders and cup holders. I won't go down that road. All that bullshit, but I see where they are a great device to have. And for what you're asking for or wanting to do, that's amazing. It's just a freaking great free feature that is going to save you time. It's going to save you money. It's oh, going to yeah. save you It'll experience. It'll give you road reports like up ahead, the road is closed. Right. Here's the detour. Right. I mean, that, it's super beneficial. You pay a monthly service fee for that, but I only pay that service fee when I'm going to ride. The rest of the year, I don't pay that fee. I'm not charged anything, but it's something to think about. Well, and honestly, that's the reason why a lot of your touring bikes now have that infotainment center, the GPS, all that stuff is, you know, the riding experience is that much better when you have that at your fingertips. Right. If that's what you're doing. I'll still kick you in the dick if you're the guy that punches in the local bar or, you know, 20 miles away. How do I get to this? You know, that that's, that's where that's I'm going to be like. That's shameful. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I'm going to make fun a little bit. If you're sitting there in a group of people and you say, well, let me punch it into my GPS. And everybody just looks at you like, are you freaking kidding me? I can yeah. see it. It's right there. It's right there. <laughs> and one thing that the GPS has never been good at. Is determining your where a fuel stop is. Yeah, <laughs> I have been in Colorado and been low on fuel and punched into my GPS. Show me the closest gas station, and it has taken me into the middle of nowhere. And there was no one place it took me to was a uh, rock quarry, <laughs> and there was supposed to be a Chevron station. That ain't gonna work. <laughs> and the bad part about it was, had there not been some rock quarry workers there that had a gas can, you'd have been screwed, huh? Big time. Dang. And I showed him on the juice. He just laughed. He says, well, don't worry about it, man. I got five gallon gas can here and I, you know, paid him some money for the gas and was on my way, but Jeez. don't ever depend on your GPS for gas stops. Yeah. They don't know crap. 
Yeah, well, a lot of that stuff has to be mapped and then loaded. So the Google car that's been running around taking pictures of everything um, just didn't get that area. What kind well. of a cool job would that be if you're young, just driving around <laughs> the country? Have you ever seen those Google I've never images? Seen one. Oh, really? I know what they look like. I've seen yeah. pictures of one, but I've, yeah. I've never seen one. That's funny, dude. Some of the shit that they catch is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm assuming that there's people out there that see it and then they'll go stage weird stuff just so it can pick up those pictures. Yeah. So lastly, let's talk about the Iron Butt Challenge. The ultimate long distance riding. Yeah. You yeah. got a pair if you can do the Iron Butt. <laughs> yeah. Any one of them. Any one of their challenges. Yeah. Now, typically the Iron Butt Challenge is what, a thousand miles a day. Yeah, this free ray riding, and it's all it's all monitored, and and uh, you know you have to get receipts for your fuel and timestamps and stuff like that. But there's they no have, posing on this ride. No, you're there and you're doing the do. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the two rides that they have is the 50 cc 50 day or 50 hours coast to coast, New York, yep. San Francisco, or vice yeah. versa, and the 100 cc, which is round trip, there and back, 2910 miles one way. In 50 hours. Or so the math is you have to do six, 58.2 miles per hour constantly. 24 7 for yep. 50 hours. Yep. Meaning you've got to haul the mail in order to be able to accommodate <laughs> fuel stops. Yeah. You eat and drink on your bike while you're riding. Yeah. Uh, if you got to squirt, do it while you're getting gas. And I've heard stories of guys doing the iron butt, very typical. They'll wear uh, urine bags. Oh yeah, why not? Why, why they don't even stop to go to the can. This is Just how get gas. This is how ridiculous I am. Mentally, I'd say I'm going to do this no matter what. But I would literally just piss myself. I wouldn't eat Maybe drink a little bit, but you I have just a piss reputation myself. for being a stinky fellow. Yeah, I just want to be that shithead that shows up at the finish line, smell just urine soaked and nasty. Like it, to me, it'd just be You're disgusting. It'd be comical. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, I'm fairly clean, but it'd just be comical to show you do up. Do that like, just to aggravate people. Yeah, 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 pretty much. But that's long distance riding right there, yo. Yeah, these are the uh, the Goldwing BMW riders. You know, they're not doing it on a. Uh, you know, a big wheel bagger? No, they're not. You don't think? Maybe I'll be the first. <laughs> be the first guy on a big wheel bagger. <laughs> yeah. Why the hell not, man? Man, can you imagine? I mean, it's just 50 hours. That's it. A little over two days. Nothing. Right? Yeah, that's just the 50cc and the 100cc. They also have their, their normal ride is 11,000 miles in 11 days. That's, that's right, folks. 1,000 miles a day. Have to. Yeah. And it's got to be documented. You can't just roll up and say, yep, I did it. Yeah. No. Yeah. You've got to prove you did it. And there's mileage GPS, checkers. mileage yeah. check. you got to show receipts for gas where you went. What's the timestamp on that gas? Uh-huh. They have specific routes that you got to do. Then they have bonuses. You know, you do yeah. that, do the thousand miles, but then there's these waypoints that you go to. You can slip in a strip joint and still yeah. hit it. <laughs> you're, you're right Exactly. On. You get extra points. Yeah. I, I myself crap. am getting a little bit too long in the tooth to be doing something like that, but that would be something I think should be a bucket list for any young rider. Yeah. Super. I mean, who gets to say, I did the iron butt or even better yet, the 50 CC or the hundred CC. Oh man. Honestly, like I say, it's just two days, right? Out of your whole life. I mean, come on, four if you're going there and back. So take one week, 
instead of going to freaking Boca Raton or some dipshit stuff like that and going and spending, get a good bike, put new tires on it and run it. Yeah, dude. Like let's, let's do some challenge in here. Yeah. You know, who and wouldn't want to do that? That's the only sticker I would put on a bike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think I'd be down with that. Um, support vehicle or just no, go? no, just go. If you die, you die. Yeah. <laughs> they bury you where you land. <laughs> exactly. You are on your own. Yeah. Like let the buzzard. Now along these rides, they have people that are monitoring, you know, they have people at certain check, you have checkpoints. Yeah. That you have to check in with. Yeah. You know, it's not at the end of the ride. Along the way, they have, you have to verify you've done. Right. And this is. X, Y, and Z. Exactly. When they do this and it's sanctioned through them or whatever, there's certain times that they do it in their certain places. I think it's every other year. Yeah. I mean, it's. Every odd, it's on the odd year. Odd years. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's a quote unquote race nonetheless. So there's going to be. Oh yeah. Ways to keep you checked in and you have to, you know, sign up and say, yeah, I'm doing it. They've got it lined out. There is no cheating. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, that's a freaking milestone thing. So right what there. bike would you choose to, to do a race like that? Legitsky? I'd say the BMW 1200R. Well, that'd be a great do. bike. That's what I would do. Or, you know, something along those lines. You not only want to have a reliable rig, mm-hmm. you want to be comfortable as you can be. Oh, yeah. Or something like that. Well, and in my opinion, those are great because they pull a lot of RPMs. They make good power. If you get to a stretch where you can make up some time, they run 120, 30 miles an hour. Do they, they have the boxer engine? Yeah, yeah, the, the horizontal. Which are bulletproof. I, in my opinion, they're great, yeah. So, I mean, that's I kind of think that's where I would go. I might actually choose a Goldwing, the new ones. Yeah. Not an older like Goldwing. Yeah. A new Goldwing. Yeah. I like the style that they have now That is a, that doesn't have that Trunkless. great big trunk on the back. Yeah. And put a big front wheel on the front. Yeah, man. Let's and go lower like it. 34 on air ride. Yeah. Yeah. With old wings would be tails. cool then. <laughs> and there's somebody that would do it too. So why don't we get you all set up and rigged to do the uh the hundred CC? Would you take the time off? Two days or two days, yeah. Yeah. I mean I kind of stuck my foot in my mouth. Hundred hours. It's just That's two more days, than two right? days, but yeah. Man, I think I'd I think I'd be down. Who wants to sponsor Randy Lewis to do the Iron Butt Hundred CC? Let's do San it. San Francisco to New York and back. Let's do it. It's just it's just time, right? I'd do it just to see you wet yourself, like you oh, said. Oh man, dude. You <laughs> bet your ass. I mean, you bet it. I mean, I've I've stayed awake for more than fifty hours. You actually in these tests you have to do a drug test. You can't uh you know, some people say, Well, I'll take some uh pharmaceuticals to help me get through it. Yeah. You're disqualified. Yeah. I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Red Bull and coffee. Black. But yeah, man, I'd, I'd be down for it. I'd be down for staying within the guidelines, you know. Oh, it's very strict. Yeah, I'd do it. Very strict. I mean, they're not just going to let some bodunk come out there. and. Yeah. <laughs> Bad thing is, is think about in the 70s and 80s, all those um, clubbers that would do shit like that. You know? Yeah, there was no. Yeah, uh, on hardtails. <laughs> we didn't get no sticker. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool, you know. That's actually very enticing. It's To me, it's, it's just... Um, like I said, I'm getting too long in the tooth for it. To be truthful about it, I could say, oh, I'll do it. No, I'm just, yeah, I, I'm past that. But I think it is intriguing. It's something I wished, hindsight, that I did. Yeah. But I, I can't say that. But I think anybody that's young ought to really think about it. Yeah, man. If you're a goal-oriented type of person or, let, you know, that dude that likes to stick a feather in his cap, 
you know, you're a motorcycle enthusiast. What better deal to do than, you know, be a part of one of these clubs that says, you know, I've done this. I've done this. When's the last time? It's like, when is the, literally the last time you have ever ran into somebody or had a conversation with somebody? Oh yeah, I did the iron butt. Here's my patch. Here's my card. Oh yeah, dude. Never. Never. These are rare people. Yeah. This is not something for old Ren and Stimpy to just run out there and do. You've got to really be prepared. Right. This I mean, is why they only do it every other year. Yeah. I wonder how difficult it actually is. I'm granted, it's not going to be. I don't know, but I, I have talked to people. I have seen videos on it and stuff like that. This is not child's play. This is serious business, and the completion rate is extremely low Man. compared to how many start. Think about that. It's just mentally tough and physically in you shape gotta enough. You've got to be physically in shape and tough, too. Uh-huh. Inclement weather, eh, no big deal. No big deal at all. Rain and whatever. We'll get through it. Tornadoes oh, rain, in Kansas. Snow, eh. d- there's no guarantee of what time of the year they hold this. Oh, man. You could run into elements, and you will on a ride like that, run into nasty elements. Yeah, dude. That would be completely rad. Yeah, it, it is a challenge. Yeah. So anybody out there that has ever done the Iron Butt, We'd like to hear from you. Heck, we'd like to have you as a guest on the show. For Let us sure. Know. For sure. Contact us through uh, ozarkrides.com. We will get a hold of you. Yes, we will. So, Craig will be holding you on a whole different level, but we'd so, like to we'd like to at least speak with you. Yeah. So, even if you can't do the iron butt, what you can do is get out there and ride. That's it. Till next time, we'll talk to you again.